Welcome to the Reinvest Podcast, a podcast that is based on building confidence for you to manage your personal finances and the ministry finances that you've been entrusted with. Whenever we're talking about these these plans, these long-term plans, you notice in my example I said five years and ten years. Um, those are, those are going to be your landmarks, your road signs as you go on your path. Um, you know, if you just said, when I started at the office almost 15 years ago, well, you're going to be here, you're going to be the director one day, and you're going to have to put on a conference and speak in front of all these people and stuff like that, I'd be like, no, I'm not doing that. Um, but as the Lord has given me opportunities and stuff, then here we are. And hopefully not failing at it, but you can let me know later. Um, but, you know, our plans, our roadmaps that we're, we're having, we have these little checkpoints uh, that helps us to continue on our path and stay on track without getting lost out in the woods. Um, you know, to drive to Lake Tahoe from here, uh, according to Google, is, 30, is a 31-hour drive to get to that lake house that I had up on the screen. Um, a 31-hour drive, if you're trying to drive that straight, is a daunting task in and of itself. Um, but if you did it straight, then you're going to be exhausted, you're going to be worn out, um, you're going to be so tired when, once you get there, you're not going to be able to enjoy the destination. And when we're talking about retirement and we're talking about things like that, it's not a destination. Like you, most retirements now are 30 years. And so you're just talking about getting there and then being like, well, we're here. And then nothing beyond that, you're going to have to survive there for 30 years while you're there. And so, you know, you don't want to be so worn out by the time you get through your working career that it's like, all right, well, now I can sit here and die because I'm so worn out. Um, you know, you, you want to have that, that ability to enjoy that rest that, that the Lord has provided for you. And, you know, he's given us plenty of examples of how to make that work uh, and how that is uh, biblical for us to step out of the driver's seat and let someone else kind of take over our things, but us still be there as a support role for those people. And so, you know, you, you don't want to wear yourself out just trying to get there and trying to, to kill yourself to get there. Um, so we have to plan for things like pit stops along the way, uh, rest along the way, and we have to uh, also remember that you're not driving this trip by yourself. And so if you jumped in a car with your spouse and said, 31 hours nonstop, we're not going to, your wife would kill you. Uh, you got to break, you got to relieve yourself, you got to get some snacks, you got to rest, you got to stop and see things along the way. Um, you know, you don't want to be so driven uh, in any of this that you miss out on the blessings that are available to you now. Um, you don't want to sacrifice your future self for your present self, but you also don't want the reverse you don't want to sacrifice your present self for your future self either. And so there's a balance there. Uh, most people 
their working careers are 35 to 45 years in average. And if you're only focusing on your future self for that whole time, you're going to miss a lot of the blessings uh, that are available to you in the present. Um, while few people fall into this category, it is possible. And it is very possible, especially for certain sections of your life. Um, I know that when I was in college, a lot of the talk was, when we get out of college, this is what we're going to do for the Lord. When we get out of college, this is what we're going to do for the Lord. And it wasn't, well, what could I do for him right now? And then that build upon what I'm doing for him in the future. It was when I get out, when I get prepared. And that's the way a lot of people approach their, especially their retirement saving is, I got to get prepared to get prepared. And it's like, no, you got to do it all at the same time. Um, and so kind of thinking on that and, and as you're developing your plan to get through uh, so that you can make that trip. All right, so this comes to, if the dream phase was the easiest part, the execution phase is the hardest part. Um, planning is hard, but execution is the hardest. Um, execution, implementation phase uh, is, is hard because planning and packing is one thing, but when you actually have your plan built and you say, all right, now we're going to do it, um, it comes back to the cookie or apple. You know, are you going to eat the cookie or are you going to stick to the apple? Um, and so the thing that complicates this even more is that life is not easy. Um, it's, you're going to have things like uh, wrecks along the way. You're going to have road closures. You're going to have detours. You're going to have storms. You're going to be exhausted. Um, there's going to be you know, things that are going to try to sidetrack you and derail your plans. Uh, but those are the things that having that communication uh, with your spouse and your family, even with a financial planner or somebody who is able to keep you accountable uh, for what your plan is, uh, will pay off because they help redirect you. Uh, you know, I think of when we're driving someplace and we've got the Google Maps or ways on and you turn off on a road because of you just weren't paying attention and it's like recalculating. Um, you know, you don't want to be in a constant state of recalculization. Uh, you want to, I made that word up by the way, <laughs> uh, but you, you also don't want to wait so long that when you're lost that you don't get help because Time is the one thing in our life that when, when it's wasted, it can never be recovered. Um, you know, with most of you guys, as young as you are, that is probably your most valuable asset is the time that you have because you have time to do a little bit that will pay off a lot in the end. Whereas if you wait until you're in your late 50s to get started, it's going to be a much uh, harder preparation stage to get to where you're going to do. And the, the, biggest, um, the biggest obstacle that you're going to have is the time. 
Um, communication. Communication, as I said, is the is still a key in all of this. Um, it's necessary during your first phases and as well as in this phase. Um, you know, even if you're a financial expert of 15 years of experience, uh, you're still not going to know everything. Like I don't know everything, um, so I still have guys that I call and talk to. Uh, you know, I've worked in retirement planning for 15 years, but there's still things that I don't know. There's things that I still go and learn. Uh, there's things that whenever I think, well, this could be a good idea, but I need to ask, you know, these guys because that's their specialty that they're, they're doing and stuff. And so having, having those communications open to be able to have that uh, talk and stuff uh, is very important. Uh, the next thing is setting up your timelines uh, for goals that have end dates. Um, this is this is probably one of the the things that most people fall into is like they will have a goal that they're going to do but they don't set an end date on it and so like my goal is to uh, run a marathon and but if I never start training for it well it's still my goal I still I still have that goal but I'm not training for it and I have that goal and stuff, and it gets pushed out and pushed out and pushed out. And so um, if I said, you know, my goal uh, is to set up a retirement account um, for my future, the end date on that would be in a month, not I just need to set up a retirement account because the average age for most people starting a retirement account in the U.S. is 51 years old. So most people have that goal when they first start working, but when it finally gets executed, it's 51 years old. And so the time is wasted. You can't get that back. And so having, the, having your goals and setting your timelines allows you to push forward so that you say, all right, I need to set this goal, and it needs to be short or it needs to be long. Some of the ways that you can set up goals are a short-term goal would be within three years. In the business world, short-term is a year, but we'll stretch it out for you guys, three years. Um, so I want to pay off my debt in three years. So you have an end date. You know when you're going to start. You have a drive that will show you how to, what you're going to have to do to get to that point. So if you've got $100,000 in debt, you divide it by three. You know how much your payment's going to have to be and then you kind of work it out from there. Um, sometimes you're going to look at that and be like, well, that's unrealistic. I can't do that, and so I'm going to have to adjust my timeline. But at the same time, you still have an end date on your timeline so that you're not letting it just run out there forever. Uh, long term, and I think I said this on, I think I had it on another slide, but I don't think I actually said it, uh, is I want to leave... Um, a long-term goal, but I want to leave half a million dollars to my uh, college alma mater when I die. Um, your long-term goals, if you have a good strategic plan, is going to last longer than you do. Um, you're going to have a, what they call a legacy plan. Um, and that's where you're passing on your wealth that the Lord has blessed you with and you've accumulated and been a good steward 
on to something else, whether it be a person, your children, or whether it be a ministry or something like that, a foundation or an endowment, as Eddie was talking about earlier, um, you, you're making those plans. But notice how the short-term debt of paying off, or a short-term goal of paying off debt aligns with the long-term. Because your short-term has to build upon your long-term. You're still trying to keep that vision, that direction that you're going so that everything stays aligned. Um, sometimes whenever we start this process, we'll have short-term debts that don't align or short-term goals that don't align and you're backtracking. You're having to go out and then come back, having to go out and come back. And so it's not the most efficient way to do it. And so you just kind of have to plan for that as you go through. The, this leads us to the last stage, which is reviewing, adapting, and modifying uh, your plan. And this is where most people in the real world, their plans get smashed with a brick. Um, because the real world's hard. You know, it's easy to sit down, implement, or have your plan, and then say, we're going to start out implementing this. And then the first thing you know, uh, you have a major life event. You have some roadblock. You have, uh, you could get married, you could have a kid, you could uh, lose a job, you could change jobs, you could have something like that, and that's going to change your situation. Well, if you're still sticking with, this was my original location, this was my original dream, this is my original plan, and you don't go back and look at that, when you change your position or you, something in your life changes, that changes your position. And so... You have to go back and, and do that cycle again. Um, I got advanced slides. Um, whenever, whenever these things happen, this is you're, you're going to have you're going to have the life events, but also your dreams can change. Um, the dreams I had when I was first out of college are not the same dreams that me and my wife have now. Um, they've changed dramatically since then. Um, but we communicate with that because me and her are going on this trip together and we're going to be there at the end. And so that all comes into play. We just had a little boy. As he grows up, our dreams will probably change again because I'm sure that Ash won't want to be like, well, we're going to Lake Tahoe. We don't care where you're at. You know, it's not going to happen that way. And so, you know, our, our stuff will change as we go on. But if you wait to have that uh, communication, you'd be surprised how many people um, get to the end of their life and they're like, well, I always had a dream of doing this. And their spouse says, since when? Like, I've never heard that before. And so having that communication as your dreams change helps everybody be on the same page. Um, and you will have changes in your dreams, but it's important that the ch changes come by your choice and not because you failed to execute your plan. Um, you know, most people, when they get to retirement, they're relying on Social Security and stuff like that. It's a failure to execute your plan. Um, you don't want to be dictated that, like, this is all we can afford, this is all we can do, because we didn't do the work on the front end. 
Um, but when it comes to your plan, that's, that's exactly how it's going gonna, it's gonna to work. It's the level of work that you want to put into your plan as to how well you're going to execute it. And so if you have a $9.9 .9 million dream, you have to realize the amount of work that's going to go into that dream to make it happen. And if you're not willing to do that work, change your dream. Um, don't forget your dream, but just change it to the level that is suitable for you. Um, one of the, I put up this cycle to kind of help, I guess, remember it. But the, the questions are, discovery is, where are we now? The dream is, where do we want to be? Design is, how will we get there? And then implementation is doing it, and then reviewing. And so uh, I think I'm running close on time. But I'll end with these last little things here. Um, while you're working your plan and while you're trying to, to do your life, remember to celebrate the stuff along the way. Um, Again, this goes into enjoying your trip while you're on your way out there. You don't want to wait till you get there and then try to enjoy it. You want to enjoy your whole life, not just one part of your life. Um, check off little victories. Um, you know, little victories over time add up to big victories. Uh, most people, like if you look at most people in the U.S., they only celebrate big victories. The problem with that is Big victories don't happen very often, um, but little victories, they happen quite often. And so little victories add up to big victories, and it also allows you to uh, stay positive about what you're doing. Uh, by celebrating some of those small victories, you reinforce the we-can-do-this mindset. Um, and you don't have to have big celebrations for your little victories. It could be as simple as, just noticing them, uh, getting excited about them, uh, sharing them with your spouse and family or friends, uh, and just enjoying the moment that you actually did it. Um, you know, you could say, we stuck to our budget this month. Uh, the, yay, that's a little victory. Uh, we ended the month with more money than we spent. Um, but if you, if you allow that to be, uh, oh, well, we did it this month, and you don't really recognize it, it's not going to encourage you to do it again the next month. And those little victories of sticking to your budget month by month allows you to stick to your long-term goal as you go along. And so being able to review those on a regular basis and stuff, it serves as your little checkpoints along the way so that you know where you're going and what you're doing. So having a plan in life makes it easier because you know where you're going at all times. Um, this is my last slide, I think, on this. So we made it through. So um, when, when, we, when we talk about planning and we talk about you know, doing this stuff, like it sounds complicated and it sounds like it's, oh, it's a lot of work and stuff, but if you are trying to live 
by the biblical standard of how we're supposed to be stewards and stuff like that, it's always going to be a lot of work. And so don't shy away from it just because, well, it's complicated or it's hard or it's, I've got all this other stuff that I have to deal with and stuff like that. It, you have to work through those things in order to be prepared so that when the Lord has something else for you, an opportunity for you, you can take advantage of that. I don't know how many people that we've seen in our ministry that they get to retirement and they're stuck because they can't take advantage of the things that the Lord has put in their path to say, you know, well, you could do this, you could do that. Well, I can't because I didn't prepare on the front end to be able to do that and stuff. And so that's what we're really wanting uh, you guys to have that opportunity to be, you know, blessed by the Lord. And that's all I have. I think I have this slide with my name on it. <laughs> Thank you for listening to the Reinvest Podcast. For more information, please visit our website at reinvestfwb.com. Please subscribe to the Reinvest Podcast through Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play, and more.